Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Joshua Fisher here, along with Nick Kreider and the Quan Cosby for another Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Get your horns up because we're talking football. Let's go. Gents, we are back once again. It is a trio today. It's myself, Joshua Fisher, with Quan and Nick. Alex is in Barcelona, the lucky SOB, enjoy, enjoying <laughs> Europe on a nice Euro trip. The photos look amazing. Him and his girlfriend having the time of their life. We wish them nothing but the best and safe travels when they return. But he'll be back next week for the preview, uh, which I can't believe it. September 4th is literally right around the corner. I was last night I was tossing and turning. We're recording on a Monday, we're dropping Tuesday. So last night would have been Sunday um, to backtrack. I was tossing and turning. And what I was thinking was where I'm going to watch the first game. Am I going to rock my vest or am I going to rock my polo? I'm like talking about like outfits in my head and game day preparations. It's literally on the top of my mind. Um, before we get into that, Kwan, he texted us in a group text. Crazy news out of the NIL, which you have been preaching. You've been on their backs not down their throats, that's a little harsh, but it's something that you really had a lot to say about in our first few podcasts together. Uh, big news, if you want to divulge with people out there, what's gone down and kind of how you feel about it? Oh, man, I'm so fired up because uh, I guess it's better late than never, you know? <laughs> no, mm. But uh, this is huge, man. One of the biggest brands on the planet, um, but I needed them to match their brand with a lot of folks who helped make that brand. And, and they did in a very big way uh the, the news that you know that they are now going to allow not not just you know support nil and, and get the infrastructure to, for it to go right they're now going to let them truly use the horn i actually funny story about it i have a golf club only one wedge that i got made and uh, through a friend and i remember even sending it to polanski like saying hey uh you know, I know I played for the school and all, but uh, they're going to put the Longhorn on there. And, and 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 she, in a nice way, was like, yeah, that's cool. Just don't get a full set. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, just make it a nine okay. iron or your putter. Yeah. Like, just 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 that 56. Yeah. Um, and and that's what's changed. You know, now they're, they're truly going to partner with um, an organization to use the Longhorn to use, of course, they could have gone in a burn orange shirt, but now it's, it's truly a partnership that I think uh, recruits. And, and certainly I remember uh, looking at the responses and Overshawn and he's pretty vocal in social media yeah. and all that. And he, to the point that he literally said, is this real? Yeah. Like, what? Hold <laughs> up. Like, hold on. This changes the game yeah. because 
when people talk NIL, they instantly, oh, it's about the scholarship. It's about this. It's about the school. It is. But at the end of the day, that that all alone in recruiting, you were recruited to a partnership with the school and all the above. And now UT, and I think there are some other big brands out there who, who did it as well, but UT and what I love to, to claim leading the way from that standpoint, even if it's a few weeks late on letting the players use the actual brand, yes, their own, but use UT's brand as well to uh, uh, get some deals out there. I'm Huge. sure a guy like Overshawn definitely is a little butthurt that he's a senior when this is all happening, you know? <laughs> hey, but better you late than what, never, about, yeah. what about a guy like me who was Yeah, <laughs> yeah. True. It could, it could True. be worse. I mean, like, I was thinking, like, a guy like Gray, who's running back for us, you know, when we were – I think when, Nick, when we were sophomores, maybe. John running, Gray? Yeah, John Gray's yeah. our sophomore running back. People rocked his jersey number all the time, 32. It was a really popular jersey. That also could have been a little bit of layover for Seb Benson, RIP, yep. my brother. So, but sure. still, that's the point. But exactly, he could have made the money there, and like a lot, it was it was such a popular jersey. Like, I mean, at, think about all, think about all the ten jerseys out there, and all the twelve yeah. jerseys out there, eleven too. Like people, like these guys, yeah. are, it's really popular stuff. And again, it's it really is the pinnacle of name, image, and likeness is the name on the back. Like obviously, you know so much is preached about doing everything you can for the name on the front, but this whole ordeal and this whole, I guess, great, great step forward was to protect the name on the back. And this is literally doing that. Um, oh, because- and, the, and the thing about it and the other argument on the player side is come on name on the front. I get it. I'm playing for you. I love the mm-hmm. burnt orange. Yeah. As I said all the time and playing in the NFL, I was like, listen, I played for four teams. It's all good. Everybody asked me, who's your favorite team? I said, the one that was paying me. Um, <laughs> I don't care. I don't throw out a who they and all that, man. I, I, I do watch and it's all good, but I said, I'm a longhorn. I'm a longhorn until I freaking die. I burn orange, hook them, all that. That's not going to change. And that's where ultimately it's, it's the name on the front, truly, and you know, partnering and pulling the name on the back saying, Hey, I respect what we do together. And now I'm going to give you full rights for all the above, which again, I, when I first saw it, someone sent it to me. I was like, well, this is different. Like this is big time. And it gave me chills for, for ultimately UT stepping up to the plate and recognizing the, the student athletes in that way. So it's going to be pretty big for all involved. Yeah. I mean, it's huge for all sports, obviously. I mean, you look at basketball, that's going to swing some five-star recruits our way as well. I mean, taking a school over like Kentucky or Duke or UNC, who we've kind of beat to the punch to do this. I mean, that that's an edge for us. Yeah, it it really is. And and, and partnering with one UT to the player, but this city. And so now you really, you're opening up so many avenues to, to again, just really embrace and, NIL is so big. I, I mentioned it before. It's, it's sure it's not about the institute. It's not the admin and the schools and the athletics are still handcuffed in a lot of ways. They can't do certain things. But this, and my argument was one of the problems is our donors, they love the heck out of our brand. They need to respect those folks that help bring, uh, you know, build it as well and keep it going. Now, this is the best of both worlds. You know, the donor brings them, brings them there. They're wearing their burnt orange. They're in their you know, the, the, the Longhorn and, and, and it all works perfectly, in my opinion. So I'm fired up to see how they how they're going to do. Uh, I talked to some of the folks over there and they're trying to figure out any way, you know, any way, form or fashion they can capitalize on it because they know it's not going anywhere. And 
they did it in one hell of a way by, you know, partnering with these guys. It's great though, that like, it's all one house now. It's a one-stop shop. Like there's no, like, there's not a lot of other brands sinking their claws and teeth into our players. Like the main source of income for these guys or what could be initially is controlled by the university. Like obviously the I'd imagine the Jersey sales for Texas are going to go up. I mean, like a lot of guys, like how often, at least for the NFL, are we rocking jerseys with just the number? It's kind of rare. A lot of people like to rock the name on the back. It just adds that certain flair. So it's going to help the university with jersey sales. I mean, do we really need it at the end of the day? Is that where we're penny pinching? Probably not, but it's going to help the situation. But it's great that at least to start off, it's an all, again, like the, the sell of Austin is Austin. Sell of UT, it's like... Austin's such an amazing city. And the more we could streamline everything with once we start getting other brands involved, making sure they're Austin brands, you know, and that way we keep everything in house and like, just keep that family aspect. And like, it, it just also lends to the recruits. Yeah. Like it's a great way to, you know, monetize and make money off your name and, and kind of, you know, what you what you deserve as the player, but it also shows the university is looking out for your best interests. They are. They have your back. Well, the cool thing too, is I think back to, uh, the scrimmage that we talked about where all the players went, went to, and of course yeah. CDC was there and we got a tour of the South end zone. I am hard on CDC. He'll tell you that we, we talk a lot of smack and it, it's fun, but um, he said this and I really didn't understand what he meant by it. And because he said there's either, even a component, if they want to sell 150 Jordan Shipley jerseys, even Jordan being gone, can get a you know, portion of the of the of the revenue, so that's what's really again, Ricky. That. Ricky, he's one of our two Heisman's, you know, Earl. So I now, popular, yeah. I mean, this is going to be massive for you know that love and that family perspective, and yeah. guys appreciating that and wanting to come back. So really, I this is he told us, and I'm I, I didn't really get it, and I kind of dismissed it, um, and and. The more, you know, when this came out, I was like, I be, that's exactly what he meant. Holy cow. So, dude, there's so many layers to, to it being a, a huge decision and a cool decision um, uh, for, for, you know, Letterman, but certainly uh, the current um, guys and girls to uh, take advantage. Yeah, that's awesome. We got to get ourselves some six jerseys now. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, there's a long list of them, man. I'm, yeah, I'm get, well, there's I'm only one digs. six I want. Yeah, I'm gonna get digs. I'm gonna get jammer. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. get so many dudes. I, that number yeah. was so fun. And That's and what was cool number. about it was uh, when Coach we played with Coach Brown was uh you could not get the jersey number without knowing the history of it. Ooh. And and now I think that adds uh, another element. So whatever jersey you chose, he would literally put the the prize players that that got some skins on the walls that uh, that wore it before. And even adding an element of brotherhood to where you, you had to call and be like, hey, man, um, so proud, you you know, trying to wear the number you wore before. Uh, would, you know, and it, it, instantly you had a relationship with that person. And, and if you go now, of course, Diggs wore it mainly because of his older brother who did. Yeah. But, you know, that connection and, and we still all due respect. Of course, we love our names, but six you know i'll go up and i'll see case uh, case call me q can i can i wear it and i was like hey man go for it oh, i love um, that and, and i'll see him at dell match play and he six and i know exactly who it is so it's a cool element um and kind of brotherhood from that standpoint that yeah. Coach brown added that just makes it that much cooler you have like your own little circle of uh guys who rock the same number it's great 
No, it's pretty sweet, man. And, and weirdly, a lot of people would have six, but uh, again, and some can't be worn anymore. So oh, yeah. that makes it just as cool, too. That's I think the ultimate goal. A, I think they should get a little more money for it. Let me see, 12, yeah. 10, 60, 30. Let me see, no, what was Earl? 20, 20, 34. Yeah, he yeah, had several numbers, but I guess he retired 34. It's mm. funny because when, when I walked on, they don't give you an opportunity to pick your number as a walk on. And so they were handing out shoes. Uh, that was the first thing I got a pair of shoes and had 20 on the back. And I was like, wait, are they giving me, are they giving me number 20? I was like, what? <laughs> number? <laughs> I was like, what? Ooh, preferred they, walk on. And then, they, <laughs> then they ended up giving me 81. So not a bad number. 81 a good number. I mean, it's just, it would have been big in the league. That was yeah. my boy T.O.'s number. The, uh, the whole thing is the, it's layered just again, like going back to them so beautifully. Uh, I was like, it's like a nice seven layer bean dip is what I was going to go with. But again, this isn't food, this is football. Um, but the, uh, the thing is, is like, who do we want to become, I guess, the future donors? Who do we want to be the kind of the guys on the board? Like, where do we want this to go as like we progress as a university and as a football program? Like we want Ricky and those guys to be as involved as possible. So taking care of them on the front end is massive yeah it really is man now that, and that's a great perspective i mean i, I know um and they do it in really cool and innovative ways we've seen how much now of course he's not a longhorn but steph curry has given back to davison and, and, and gives back through under armor um jordan what what he's you know our our jordan speed what he's done with under armor we've seen kd you know i think it's two or three million he gave back to the basketball to help with facilities, but then trickled it into the education piece of it. So that's what you're going to get. Corey Redding, Corey Redding's given, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to education. And so regardless of what I thought about it or what, you know, Letterman or folks thought about it before, I think it's pretty cool that they're going back and try to do not just um, better and kind of make up for it, but that uh, they're now even been innovative in ways to, truly truly capitalize and that partnership and 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 try to have the highest level in the texas change the world change the game be the best and and i think i even said about it saving saving said you know what from what i've heard he, he said i can't stand but i'm gonna be the best at it because then that's why he has so many rings and i think we should take that same approach and i think this is an example of it mm-hmm. absolutely uh we've mentioned though in throughout this discussion some great quarterbacks um, and there's still the ongoing quarterback battle. We don't have an answer yet. <laughs> anybody I get on the phone with, and I'm I, anybody I get on the phone with that I mention that I go to UT, and I don't even mention that we do this. I just say, hey, I went to UT. <laughs> and it's who's going to be? Who's the guy going to be? I mean, it's just a major question in college football. It's almost like superseded a lot of the NFL questions uh, at the quarterback spot. Um, but, Quan, you've experienced a quarterback battle when you were there. And if you, I would love some light shed on it. Like, what's it like in a locker room? Like, is it discussed between guys that are not like behind their backs? Like what's going on? What's like the vibe like overall in the locker room when this is going on? Man, you know how it goes sometimes. And, and certainly n- not even behind their back. It's, it's, man, we're all competing every day. It's, it's in their face. Hey man, um, that throw was a little, a little, little, little bad, but it's all right. You pick it up. You got another day. You didn't have your best day today, but it's okay. And, and really that kind of, if you, you need a team on that level, if you want a successful one. And, you know, I, I heard Sark say it today, which by the way, I fully believe that Sark knows who his quarterback's going to be. And he actually told the local media, he said, 
I may know who it's going to be, but it doesn't mean I'm going to tell you guys, which I like a lot because, Love it. hey, this is, I know who it is, but yeah. I don't need to announce it to Louisiana who's coming to town who it's going to be. I would mm-hmm. want them to prepare for two quarterbacks who are very different, but but the same in some ways, and that's going to take away some of their preparation. So I, I'm pretty sure he has an idea, which goes into – I had the luxury of uh, having, you know, RP Jevin Sneed, but Colton Sneed go at it. Yeah. And, and – Coach Brown had the same situation. If you think about it from that, Snead was a five-star. Snead had a rocket on him. That dude could throw it 75, 80 yards. He, he was fast. Colt was a little two-way kid, you know, from Jim Ned that ultimately when it boils down to it, it was trust. It was, it was, and clearly it was the right decision, but yeah. you know, and, and Snead had a great career, but for UT and where we were at that time, Colt worked his butt off, but that, that's what you saw every day. There was one day Colt didn't have the best day, and, and especially early on because I think he was a little nervous and things were pretty big. But what he did have is one year on sweet, on Steve. You know, he, he had a year of watching Vince Young and how he did it. He had a year of being in the room of, uh, you know, Greg Davis and, and, and what he was ultimately um, looking for and expecting. And, and, and that's why I think in the end and, – and Colt just didn't make a lot of mistakes – you know, his accuracy was good. Then it just got better and better every year. So his first year, they both were trying to get there. Sneed had all the tools, mm-hmm. but you got to get the right guy for that, for your times. And certainly Colt was that. So about this time when they were competing, it was almost similar situation. I have no idea who Sark's going to pick, but I know Greg Davis and coach Brown went with the older guy who they just trusted and, and had at the end of the day, they had game film, uh, you know, a little game film on them. And, and so that 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 factored in at that time. So um, really, uh, I don't know, but uh, I feel like Sark knows, like he said. And um, it's interesting, those quarterback battles. It's a good problem to have because yeah. I know when we got beat uh, by K-State, Snead came in and actually almost brought us back. Coke got hurt, I think, second quarter, and we were a little conservative with it. But then we just started slanging it around, and he looked dang good. So – in this game, it's a brutal game. You just it, you always you need a few running backs, but you dang sure need a few quarterbacks as well. And yeah. we have that luxury. It's definitely a good problem to have, but in the off season, right? We don't want that issue going into the regular season like we had with Tyrone Swoops and Gerard Hurd, where they were switching off. Like we want some stability Eight all the way. Double hockey sticks, no. Even take it back further, which before all of our time, we don't want a Sims and Apple White deal. We have seen. Right. We've seen that movie. It does not work. Nope. Not Every university, it's happened. They it's still crazy. won a lot, but yeah. that, that movie doesn't work. No. Mm-mm. No. And so that's what uh, uh, Sark also said the past week is he, th- that's not how he rolls. He said, there will be a starter, there will be a backup. Hopefully they're mature about, you know, the, the whole situation. And, and guess what? Starter. You got somebody right behind you who, who, who wants your job every day only adds to the competition and and them being on point now you don't yank them after you know a couple of bad plays but at the same time if they cost you one that's something you got to deal with so yeah yeah I, I like the situation we're in versus you know you know back in the day when i'm you know sam would run and he was so dang good at it but you know the, the level that i would cringe almost as if he was my son go like no white knuckle the armchair the whole oh, time dude, stay like, healthy. yeah so um now uh, we're in a little bit different situation you, youth youthful but still some guys that can get it done it's crazy like yeah i remember like running on those plays like 
thank God I'm not that strong. I just crushed a beer bottle. I'm like squeezing the beer, like my whole mind, like, Oh my God, like, just, just pray to get down safely. I mean, it, I mean, you said, I think it was the first second episode though. Like we discussed it and we said that this is what you want. And it's the, the question was posed to you, Quan, and you had said like, look, if Hudson doesn't win the battle, we need to be a program where Hudson's okay with that and stays. This is a good problem to have you look it, the greatest quarterback of all time was born out of depth. It wasn't, he wasn't thrust in as the starter where Sark has come from at Bama, all these guys that are in the end of Mac Jones, Jalen, Tua, it's a depth situation. Jalen hurts is a starting quarterback in the NFL second round pick dominated Oklahoma, lost the job and only came in when he was absolutely needed or in garbage time. It wasn't like he was flip-flopping with Tua. Both these guys are NFL players, starters, it's important that obviously look, we don't need to know the decision until it's even game time. It'd be exciting. It'd be great to know. We feel like we'd feel cool if we were like, you know, at the cool club at the cool table, if we were in the, if we were in the know, but at the same time, as long as it's the right decision and you stick to that decision, yeah. Nick, you're hundred percent right. We can't have it. This is not a problem to have, or even a discussion we'd have mid season. Unless it's an absolutely dire situation, which again, you don't, you don't necessarily want to be in. Um, but I think it's interesting that the reason, obviously the seniority of Colt, but just his ability to not make mistakes. Um, and that's like a one, at least from, in all the years I've watched football now covered the biggest pet peeve and a thing why you could have all the talent in the world, like a guy like James Winston, but if you turn the ball over, I mean, you're just giving up free money. It's just throwing money. Hey, gone. It's just never going to work. It's ne- yeah. You can't, I mean, on so many levels, you're putting your defense in the worst position. I mean, you're, yeah. that's when you make everyone mad. Yeah. Uh, really, in the NFL, we're talking college, but in the NFL, the leading cause for losses is turnovers. Yeah. I mean, is absolutely turnovers because uh, that field positions matter so much. Those points, most of those games are won by less than a touchdown. So it's a big deal. And at one point you made, I was thinking about Colt, didn't start his freshman year. Vince Young, the GOAT, didn't start his freshman year. Our best at UT, historically, the best quarterbacks have been red shirt something or started as a sophomore or junior. And then they've gone on to be absolutely amazing for us, and especially in the last 20, 30 years. So um, I think, again, to, to that point, surely, if not that we even a little bit have a choice. I'd be maybe be leaning the guy we have a little more film on, uh, on every level. But uh, again, the, the cool thing is there was three, four, you know, touchdowns thrown in the last scrimmage versus the one I went to where there wasn't one. Yeah. You know, now it matters when you have a Joshua Moore come back and he's catching those, but um, that, that those, those things matter. And, and, and going back to, again, you get all your weapons, but they, they, they now seem to be, taking the coaching and not hesitating. They're, yeah. they're, they're making the throws. They're, they're seeing the defense, you know, a little bit better because I know defense kicked their butt at the scrimmage that I was at, and now they're throwing touchdowns. So it, it seems like it's coming together, um, not necessarily from a quarterback separating themselves, but certainly from an offense and guys figuring it out with the new staff and uh, in the right way with, you know, and then again, the Joshua Moores and those guys, coming back in always helps. Yeah. And that's what you want to see out of a team as well. You want your defense to win some days and you want your offense to win some days. You don't want to be completely dominated by one side of the ball. No, not at no. all. And then how, having your wide receiver one back in the room and on the field is massive as well. Um, just having that in the mix. It just, 
gives the offense comfort. It gives it gives it depth. It, it just adds another level. Uh, our boy, speaking of our boy Bijan, is preseason the number two behind Hall out of Iowa State, but he's still the number two. He's uh, <laughs> we'll take it. It's first team. I mean, it's crazy. Rattlers, Rattlers QB one, Hall is RB one, and Bijan's RB two on preseason all all AP team. Isn't that crazy too? Because the you know we know what happened in the SEC, and everybody's like, "Well, the Big Twelve is it's just a failing conference. It's so terrible." And I'm like, "Have y'all looked at NFL? Like that's a lot of Big Twelve leaders at QB, RB, all of that, and you have some more coming right now." And and Bryce Hall, hey, Hall is a beast. I ain't gonna lie, the dude, Bryce Hall, Bryce Hall's a yeah. he's really good. But I like that because I honestly feel like Bijan would have outplayed him last year if we actually ran him and um that competition i think is gonna be you said it josh a few times that may be we're getting ahead of ourselves but they may end up being one of the most if not the most important in conference game this year so could decide the heisman could decide running back one it could i like i don't I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but if we're going down that rabbit hole, let's just grab tubes and flow down the river. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's it, it, that could decide a lot of things. But like again, like last year, it was like we looked at. And again, I love we all love Rojo. I've said it multiple times, but Bijan was blatantly the best running back on the field. And there's a guy Xavier Worthy who's a freshman. And Quan, you contributed your freshman year. Like, how important is it? we want guys to get acclimated because we bring it up in the QB point of like, this isn't high school football. Yeah. It's football. Both are football. Same thing to like college, the NFL. Like I spoke about in our other podcast with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton, everyone clamoring for Justin Fields. Like he needs to get acclimated to the NFL lifestyle, the NFL film, the everything of the NFL before you throw him into the fire. It's the same sport, but it's really not. Same oh, rules and the same, it's a two different sport kind of thing. It's same concept of two different sports. You want these guys to be acclimated. That being said, though, when a freshman can't compete, can't contribute, how important is it sometimes to overlook that notion and throw them out there? Well, by the way, Justin Fields said some comments about it being slow and uh, and ended up getting up slow the next day. <laughs> yeah. You better learn very quick. Less is more on that level. Yeah. He's a grown man, bro. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny about that is everything we hear about Worthy is speed, speed, speed. If you think back to the guys I played with that plays as a freshman, you got Ramon's Taylor, who, who played, had a huge impact. You have Jamal Charles, who had a massive impact. Henry Melton didn't have speed, but he was a rumbling, tumbling running back, turned DN later, but he had 12 touchdowns and 36 yards on him. So he was uh, specialized. Yeah. But that's what it usually you can't that's something you can't coach that, that that's just something that if you're going to make a play um the dbs as good as they've been playing um what if you just can't catch up with that guy what do you do about it and it could change a whole perspective of it'll take you to a zone and guess what you have him run run by him in a zone or you have him run by him at man then they go to a zone guess who goes off during zones your running game yeah. And so you have to put them in there you, because it just it changes the dynamic of how defense prepares, what they can do. You, I mean, you saw it at Alabama. I mean, that's why everybody I mean, it was just feast. Just what, what, whatever you're going to do is going to be wrong because yeah. we have a dude that can run by you. Actually, we have like six dudes that can run by you. Weddle, all those dudes. And, and then you have this running back who, again, I think 
what was that running back? Was he in first, first or early second round? Najee. Najee. Again, so you have those level guys that just – how do you prepare for it as a defense? How do you yeah. – oh, and then this other little guy I've talked about, little guy, only six five and a half, <laughs> Jared Wiley, who's also going to be a problem. So it's, it's just – dude, that's why – I'm honestly, it's funny you said that, that you kind of laying in bed, couldn't sleep, just like, dude, it's, it's almost here, man. And then thinking about, of course, because we do this, and I'm always thinking about things that we're, we're going to, you know, bring to light, but – Football season's almost here, bro. This is the last week, and then it's game week next week. And and just watching Sark work, it's – I nerd out on football on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's funny because Ship and I, sure, we, we had athletic ability, but our nerd out – we'd go in the you know quarterback room sometimes and be like, hey, we see this, we see that. And Greg yeah. Davis, being the cool dude he was, was like, hey, he'd get us on the phone like, hey – they're coming late, but are they serious? Because you can see if they're just faking it or whatever. And I'm like, man, they're not blessing. Screw them. Let's do this. And so you just, we nerded out on that level and kind of try to think of it like a quarterback. So me watching Sark work is, it's, I mean, give me some popcorn. Let me watch it. And I just can't see, I can't wait to see how he designs some of this stuff. And, and once they get rolling, so um, lots of weapons and I'm fired up worthy. Joshua Moore came back balling. Jordan Whittington's been really consistent. I'm so excited. A receiver room that's been getting crap. They, they did their thing last week and you know, I'm yeah. happy about that. Yeah, I know you're at Troy, Troy will be back. I mean, I think how much better was your gameplay from just like the mental standpoint like we're talking about athletic ability, size and speed, but just from your mental standpoint, the ability to perform better on the field, how did that affect you that they were, you know, asking your opinion as a player, getting you involved in that way. Man, it was cool because it was trust. You know, ultimately what it boils down to is, is, is trust. And on third down, let's go on, you know, in the red zone, trust me, we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to protect Colt. Colt, unfortunately, had the injury bug. You know, a great guy, but he had the injury bug at times. So we need to protect him with our scheme and all the above. And the, the, the cool, the, the best thing about it was them trusting me, giving me the options to make them wrong every time. And, and more times than not, you think about my senior year, I had mid-90s catches and so did Shipley. So we made them wrong. You had two guys with, you know, 93 and 96 catches. So more times than not, we were on the same page and made them wrong. So you're just going to – we went 12-1, and one, and that one game we don't want to talk about that we got hurt in. But that's why you have success. And so that trust is big when we're thinking offensively and, of course, Obi in the backfield. And when they start backing off, Obanaya would bust you for 150. So it just, it's, it's what I've seen. It's what I was fortunate enough to experience. And I just, and, and, and to be honest with you, we had a lot of young guys behind us, you know, but that could play. We had Kirkendall, we had, you know, um, Brandon Collins, and they had 30, 40 catches too as, as young kids because it just, it worked itself out. It was insane. I think that you're, I know Cole was over 70%. I think he was pushing 80% completions. Oh and when gosh. you're on this, I mean, that is insane. What do you do? Like, how do you stop that? And so it just, uh, what, what I've seen in, in Sark's offenses and his ability to scheme things, it's, it's that crazy. I pulled up the receipts, boys. Pulled up the receipts. Colt McCoy, 76.7% completion percentage. That is that's insane. Ridiculous. Your that senior year. That is insane. That, that, that's just, I mean, think about that. I mean, we think about it in sports and let, let's simplify this. I played yeah. baseball too. If you are successful three out of 10 times and, and from a standpoint of third down and all of that, 
people think, oh, 50%. No, 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 no. Our goal on third down to say to, to get a check mark was 38%. And more times than not, we were 60, 70%. And then you take it to the next level. I mean, he's 70. That, that's the entire season, entire season. This dude is 76.7%. So that, that's where that trust comes in. I throw things in the trash can from like three feet away. I'm like at 60%. <laughs> to, be, to be honest like that's a good i mean the guy that wins you talk about baseball the guy that wins that mvp in baseball usually is at like 35 if he's at 35 we'll oh like, if he's at 35 percent, he's breaking all kinds of records how like what are we like it's it's like amazing we're like blown away the fact that a guy could step up there and go 76 and then just kind of like you know, like uh, you and shipley went for over a thousand which is this isn't the nfl and no. not no. to mention this is not college football today this is college football 10 years ago before everyone and their mothers aired so it's yeah. obvious it's That's what we, can, we can still hit back then too if the guys oh, yeah. weren't getting thrown out for hitting it was yeah. still a contact sport i, I remember I, I tagged you in a tweet like last month when you lit up someone on a, on a touchdown oh yeah lindy holmes at oklahoma <laughs> yeah. oh dude i've been thrown out the game now but yeah, no, that's what it was about. It was hard hitting, which that dude got so mad at me. And I'm like, bro, you would have done the same thing to me if you could. And you yeah. were about to try to do the same thing to my bro, to my brother Shipley. Yeah. No, no, you're going to get was embarrassed. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, He's a you, you put him on care. blast. He's a that's exactly <laughs> what he gets. <laughs> Should have gone to OU. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's a kind of just the tangent a second, though. As a former player, because a lot of the hitting, the, the, the rules, the physicality that are put in place for the safety of the players, is it kind of like a toss-up? Because obviously you want the guys now to be safe. And, you know, it's a, the game is getting progressively safer. But also it's quote-unquote from, like, the perspective of the couch, softer. I guess you could put that label on well, it. Well, it's funny because a few things I've said about, you know, the, even the Big 12 going away, whenever it's going to be, whether it's 25 or 22. Yeah. I said, man, I'm too young for – my conference to be gone like this is weird i feel the same way when i watched to get today's game i was like i'm 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 removed it's been a while but it hasn't been that long why has the game changed that much since i played and like this is crazy i don't even man you want to see the biggest kid middle school hissy fit is when they call targeting i'm just like how is a person supposed to run full speed i guess another person running full speed that person then catches the ball or is the ball, and they, I mean, it's just not even humanly possible yeah. half the time. Natural instinct. And, and, and what's worse is what can happen and what we've seen a lot of is then the person goes low and either gets hurtled or tears somebody's ACL up and that person's career is over. And so that's where I, I'm, I can vent on it and, and just go on a tangent about just the rules actually not being better for the game. Um, yeah. I think there's a certain level of you have to, you know, try your best to be as safe as you can. Um, but but there's also an element of I know what I'm getting myself into. There should be some adjustments made. Yeah. And yeah. Some, like, there are times with targeting calls like, hey, you can't go head hunting out here. That's wrong. But oh, yeah. Also, no, sure. There's also times where it's like, what do we expect this kid to do? I mean, these guys aren't superheroes. They can't just shape shift. Like going like, how fast are these guys clocking in? Like, like 15, 16 miles per hour. Yeah. It's I like, think, yeah, it's crazy. I just think there's a big difference in targeting 
and unnecessary roughness. There's always, even when we played, there was an unnecessary roughness penalty. And I think to me, that penalty that was in our days should be a targeting call because it was something malicious, bad, just something crazy. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, very normal football plays and somehow, you know, the side of your helmet touches the side of their helmet. Um, it's targeting. And I, I'm like, man, that's just really tough to, you know, really manage or, or avoid and all the above. And so that's, that's the difference. Unnecessary roughness. Yes. That's targeting all day long. It was malicious, all that, but good, hard nose, crazy, competitive, physical football should be rewarded, not necessarily penalized. It's also tough because it's not just a 15 yard penalty. The kid gets ejected as well. Dude, yeah, and 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 depending on when, can miss. I mean, it is game season changing yeah. stuff. You could you miss the first half of the next game if it's in the second half. Changed our season last year. We lost yep. our inside linebacker, who's now gone too. By the way, like it's like it's 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 massive implications sometimes. Think about that. I know you finished your season in uh, last year, but you're going to start next season not being able to play the first half. Like, come, who's writing these rules? Come on now. I mean, did he not learn his lesson over the summer, (laughs) over the spring? Like, so it's just, I think it's, I think it's overreach. But, you know, again, we're not saying safety is not important. On every level, it is. But the the stuff following some of these penalties are pretty, pretty. Yeah, it just also makes the game the flow of the game from again, like when you're just watching stands, watching a bar, wherever you're watching games, like, you know, some people have these insane rituals. I haven't gotten there yet. I don't know, Quan, like as a former player, if you have like, if you're like rocking your Jersey or like you have like some like crazy rituals, if you, if you don't, that's totally cool. We don't yet. I'm going to try to develop some. I had like one small one. I would rock this orange Carhartt vest. that's never been washed. I think I've worn it to every game. Uh, and without a shirt underneath it, I think at age 26, it may be time to hang that ritual up. Um, but- McConaughey <laughs> wears that same freaking 2005 brown leather jacket that he always wears. Yeah, peeling off it and everything. Yeah, they, you so, know, no, I'm the, not there yet, but <laughs> the name I'm trying to be consistent. The name on his jersey in the back is a little different than mine, unfortunately. We're not there yet. <laughs> I don't think I've earned the. I don't think I've earned the stank, so to speak. Um, but it makes like the whole game product, like watching the game. Like what I hate is, and I find myself doing it too, is like to throw the hands up. Like where's the flag? We're like looking for flags now because it's so ambiguous. Right. Like we, we like every call we can't agree with against us. Every call that we don't get, it's like blasphemous. It's like we're it's like we're at like a laundromat. It's just, what do we want here? I'm curious to know, based on conferences, which referees throw the most flags. Like, are we going to go to the SEC and see more flags or less flags? You know, like, I I don't know. Good question. I would argue now, just because of the speed. So, SEC is now, I think it's it's catching up. So, back in the day, we saw less because SEC is, you know, fullback, running the ball, the game went faster. You kind of threw it to a tight end every once in a while. You had Julio Jones that you had as a beast. Whereas and now they're playing that Big 12, you know, offenses. They're, they're playing the spread. So that just makes it harder on, on every on every angle. So I just think the game's so fast and it's, it's so crazy. I just think you see more. And, and you saw back in the days, too, the game's longer just because you're throwing the ball. The clock stopped and right. all that. So it's just going to make for a few more penalties. But 
Big 12 games, good Lord. I remember there was a few of them last year. Whew, I think I were pushing four hours, man. I was just like, you talk about. They're long. I mean, I was like, I still got stuff to do. I still got post game. I didn't yeah. get out of there till 1.30, you know, 2 o'clock, Jesus, man. dude. So like, it, was, it was wild and just uh, worn out. So I, I would argue the good old Big 12 probably leads that. And not always the the best across the board. I, I know a couple of the refs that were pretty consistent. Uh, and, and honestly, they got, they got rewarded for it in bowl season and all that. But for the most part, I just feel like we had some of the worst refs on yeah. the planet. Oh, and- I I definitely agree. I, there's been so many games where we've – I mean, we can't always blame the game on the refs, but I, I find myself doing it so often with Texas games. And maybe it's because I'm watching majority of Texas games, but yeah, it seems like it's – a lot more frequent that we have mistakes by referees in our conference than others. Yeah, I totally forgot sometimes it was like a full Lord of the Rings episode. Like we would be saying, <laughs> like stick like Blu-ray cut. Like, oh my. But you know what, though? It, the season is, I, I mean, it is, we keep saying it, it's just it's crazy that, especially with last year, the way the season was, it was kind of, it was great that the guys got to play, but we had such high expectations and like, you know, such weird times. I think just the infuse of freshness, you know, into this season, even with like the quarterback battle with, you know, guys coming on and off the injury list. I think, you know, by the time we get to the next game, the first game, it, it's going to be serious stuff. And um, it's, gonna be, it's really exciting. Totally agree, man. I'm, I'm fired up for it. And again, it's we don't know quarterbacks yet, but what, who we do know. And that number five back there, and he's a special one. So hey, I'm uh, getting that jersey to bring it full circle. You can <laughs> you'll see me with Robinson on the that that vest is gone. I have Robinson <laughs> on my back now. Um, Dude, I, I I agree, and I want to talk about that for from a different perspective. Please, yeah. I love diving into humanizing them. Yeah, we're gonna see how special he is. But what I was fortunate enough to see is when I was doing post game and stuff. And I, I laugh because I was older and I always got teased about the grandpa stuff and all that because I was a 23-year-old freshman with some 7- and 18-year-olds. You know what? We had, like, we had Nick in. Boyer on our team, and he was in his 30s. So, so that's exactly my <laughs> point, dude. Hey, I had Ahmad Hall. Ahmad Hall played when, you know, he was military and 26, 27-year-old singer, but I got more crap than any of them. But I guess for the most part, I guess I was there for the full four years, so, so that mattered, but... B. John, we talk so much about his abilities, man. I, we, we can't we can't pass the person he is. Mm-hmm. I remember he came in. He was yes sir me and no sir me. And I'm like, first of all, you're the bomb, but don't don't say that again, sir. I don't say that again, Mister uh, Robinson. He's just laughing, you know. Always, he's a spiritual dude. So so giving an honor to 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 his spiritual life um, and what he does and the humility, man. That just uh, I, I want to first thank my my O line and and at the time of course O line was getting beat up because of injuries and not getting the love and he he went down as a freshman and I was just like holy cow this dude is beyond his years I was like oh my goodness he and and, and so the hype that I have for him has everything to do with what he did at Colorado what he did in the games that he just bought out at but it has so much more to do. With that little kid from Arizona, I played minor league baseball in Arizona, so I brought that up. And he lit up like, you know, he's from home, man. Some of these kids get homesick. We saw Jake Smith went back out west. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's a tough go at it, but never even blink. Trust the process. Trust his process. 
and what he is as, as a young man and, and, and just a person. We, we are really, really fortunate as a Longhorn family, which we all are, to have somebody represent that brand, talking about that partnership like him. So, man, I'm, I'm fired up to see what he does and, and how, you name it. I, I think the sky's the limit, so it's going to be cool to watch. He's only 19 years old. It's crazy. Dude, he's 19 years old going on, I would say, 39, but I'm almost that, and I don't know if I'm all that mature sometimes. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's 19 going on 49 and just really just he's that mature and, and he has it that together quick quick question were you, did y'all have it together when y'all were 19 no chance <laughs> Josh is like oh my goodness thank the lord some th the things are a little bit different back then my, my parties were so out of whack holy cow i just took I said My just, priorities were so out of whack. I, I was I was walking on in Texas, and <laughs> and I was pledging a fraternity. It was ridiculous. It was so stupid. Yeah, my pri I I literally took that as a twenty six year old. I'm, I'm moving tomorrow. I'm moving. We're today that we're releasing the show. I'm moving Tuesday, Marina Del Rey, and I was packing my room up, and I was taking the decorations off my wall of my bedroom, which. There's no decorations. It's 85 snapbacks, color-coordinated, team-oriented, by league. That's where I'm at, at 26. And guess what? I'm moving into my new place, and my mental upgrade is, oh, instead of hanging them on, like, little, like, wall sticky hangers, I bought these nice, like, wooden rack hangers. It's going to look a lot cleaner. Like, so, no, I'm not – there's no were, there's no was, there still is, man. It's present, like, yeah. But, again, it's what – there's guys – and I think a lot of that's weeded out throughout the years. There's less guys making quote unquote mistakes and having the right guidance. He's being put in a position where he knows what's expected of him. He knows who he is. You can't not with the way that the internet is, everyone knows who Bijan is and Bijan in turn knows what everyone is expecting out of him. And at that point you either crumble and are immature about it and you walk around like your shit don't stink or you own it and you own the team first aspect and trust that everything else in the back, you'll continue to do it. And that'll, again, like you pay it forward to receive in the back end, like, you know, what will come of you one day. And like having that, like, this is a guy that should be team captain. Like our best player should be team captain and him, like from what you're saying, Quan, having that mindset, having that team first, thinking the offensive lineman as a freshman, you know, being so humble, um, that's going to win us games. It's going to get rid of the hero ball. When you're on the goal line and it's first down and they run it up the gut and you know you're not going to make it, you're not going to reach for that extra thing. You're going to take it down and trust that your QB or your offensive, offensive coordinator can get it done in second down. No, you're 100% right. And cool thing about it, too, is that it's interesting enough and you think about how it relates to NIL. And, and some people are like, this is going to ruin it. It's going to make selfish players. And it's no, no, th this guy is, this is, He's going to say humble regardless of all of that. He's gotten NIL deals, and it hadn't changed anything. It actually, for, for to some guys, and by the way, he has some great leaders in that, uh, on the defensive side, Keandre Comer, yeah. same dude, nicknamed Snacks, man, one of the coolest dude, Alfred Collins. He's that special on the defensive side, you know, and so these guys, they get it. Now, what's interesting enough, I was at an event, and CDC said, that these guys are a little more conscious of their teammates not getting all the deals. Now, to be honest, they're going to have to get over some of that. Mm -hmm. But 
they really just that small smidgen of I care is, is special. You know, that's when I think about teams, when I think about us, I mean, a bunch of two A guys with ship coat, three A guys with, you know, Finley, but we cared at a different level and we were that team. And I think I'm, I'm just seeing small smidges of early on guys like that, having that perspective and, and being in the locker room, seeing them and being able to talk to them. You can see early on because they, they all super respectful, super respectful, just good, good kids. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, we had McConaughey on our other program and he's, we we're talking about text football. It was like Sark had literally just been hired like that day. So, I mean, we caught lighting it. Yeah, no, we got lucky as hell. <laughs> it was like, we planned to look decent Dude, That's awesome. We played our cards <laughs> right. We, we, we played our cards right. We, we, I mean, we walked Hold in. On. Like, I got to say something about that real yeah. quick. Y'all gotten pretty damn lucky because then when we started this one, SEC get talked about and launched. And, I mean, damn, y'all. Hey, hey look, man. Well, when I go to the casino with cute girls, I'm the one that kisses the dice, bro. It's not, <laughs> it's me. I'm the one that's blowing on that thing. <laughs> we, we do get, we do get pretty lucky in some regards. Um, but he was like, he went into like a, he had a little, little speech on the show. He's like, he wants that six star guy. And like, obviously it's like some kind of like whimsical, like idea that he has, but like, it's true in some sense, like that six star of a guy who's first in last out. It doesn't because look, once you're on the fields, like after a while, it's like, what are you doing? Are you contributing or are you not? Like, are you playing well? Or are you playing? I don't care if you're, we don't, we stop caring if you're two star or three star. It's cool. Like, you know, like, hey, like you, Mac Brown got this amazing defensive player, a five star player for UNC. But if he doesn't show up like a five star player, no one's going to care. It was just cool for a moment. So that six star, that, the, yeah, these two A, three A guys that are coming in, like you're saying when you were there and have that mentality of what need can I, I don't know if you like know Eric Thomas, he's like, a, he's a motivational preacher and he's like, when I love, I live and die by him. And he's like, his whole thing is what need can I meet? Not doing the bare minimum to, to skate by, but what need can I meet to progress what I'm working towards? And so like having those guys, that six star guy kind of come in, can't coach. It's it. funny how preachers, preachers get it too. My pastor Randy says it all the time. He's like, if you can solve problems, you're invaluable. He said that's what it was. And ultimately, yes, this is sports, but you're solving big problems oh, yeah. and, and you're adding value. And yes, it's on the field, but it's also, you know, it's it's life. So it's you're leading. And the, the guys really, I forgot, I think it was Collins. He was talking the other day and listening to him. And he said, Man, I just love that we're such a, you know, a, a player-led team now. And we're a player-led team now. And I was, I was walking. By, I, I don't even know all the names yet, or at least I guess I feel like that fan that sees a helmet and like, I don't know who I'm, I'm looking at half the time now, but to hear that, I, I don't want to say everything they said, but to hear them talk to each other, it sounded real familiar. It sounded real familiar. One of them, I know for a fact was one of the transfers and he's been some places, you know, he's, he's, he's been on, you know, championship team and stuff like that. And how he was talking to one of the young guys, I was like, you know, you hear that you, you say, is that, is that, you know, just player speech, coach speech? No, nah, it's not. I, I've seen it in, in action and, and the way they're working. And by the way, holy cow, the other scrimmage I went to, they, it was two hour scrimmage. And then they ran sprints, full pads and helmets for like 20, 30 more minutes. How do we used to do that? Ugh, I'm that. over there in shorts and a t-shirt, a cap, shades. 
And I'm drinking like five of their Gatorades and some water. <laughs> <laughs> and all of us were a wreck. Everybody, we all went over there. AJ, we Fozzie sent his son to go get Gatorade like three times. And we're like, Fozzie didn't even go get it himself. He just said, yeah, like, hey, You're young. Go get that Gatorade, boy. And so it's just wild. Corey, Corey sent his son. I was like, Bro, how did we used to do this? We're just standing on the sidelines. So to see them coaching each other, especially during that time. Uh, during that time when it's it truly is kind of fourth fifth quarter and they still because that's the difference that mindset is what i've been hoping for you look at them i've said it to you guys plenty of times we have the bodies on paper we look damn good but now to see that exercise to see them talking to each other to see them coaching each other up i think once too i mentioned someone was asking um coach banks coach coach me up i, I want to hear it what, what, what did i do what did you like and that, that's some different, man. That, that's why we're fired up. That, that's, that's some special stuff going on within the leadership on that team from a player level as well, of course, easy from a coaching standpoint. And yeah, when they raise that four at the end of the third quarter, everyone does it. We want that four to be dangerous. Like that four means these four fingers are coming for your face. Figuratively, we don't want any penalties, but like <laughs> these four fingers are coming. No eye gouging. No eye gouging. No Nadal from Sue's on the roster. Four fingers coming for your face and coming at you. You want that? It's, it shouldn't be like, oh, here we go again. Like, how are they? What way are we? Are, is our heart going to get smashed, tattered, and torn? It's like, no, this four means you're coming to take care of business. And like, if you're hearing, it starts with speed, starts with accountability. I mean, we do it in our show, like, you know, through our program. Like, yeah, we say we get lucky with some of the stuff that we experience, but it's because we're honest and open with each other and not afraid to get in, get in each other's face in a, in a respectful way of like, hey, like, no, we have to do this better and that better. And that's how you progress something. Um, but dude, we got to start doing this podcast on Fridays because I'm, I want, I'm ready to go out. I'm ready to party. I'm fired up. I'm like, Oh, I'll leave, I'll leave Mondays fired up. I've been doing why are we, we get fired up on a freaking Monday. I know every time, every damn time. Uh, well, we'll let everyone rock and roll. Um, Quan, Nick, you guys always crush. Always a pleasure. But next time we all meet, we'll have Alex back. Uh, we'll maybe make him speak a little bit in Spanish to see how well he did in Barcelona uh, for the first couple, <laughs> not to throw everyone too off, um, but it's preview time. It's, week, it's game week. Game next week. week, next time game we get week. together. Uh, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm a little fired up. Oh, so I'm fired up right now. I'm stoked. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right, Longhorn fans. We actually love you. Get your horns up. Joshua Fisher with Dequan Cosby and Nicholas Max Ryder. Welcome. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.